This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, John, you ready to do some for real or fugazi? These are more fun than previewing Texans. For real. Okay, let's for real. For real. All right, John. Um, the Texans are one ten and one. The next closest teams all have three wins. So the Texans have a mulligan here, but they can win one game and still keep the number one overall pick in the draft. So the Texans, let's pretend they finish the season two, fourteen, and one. So we know that they'll have won one of these final five games. If you could wish and pick which of these final five games is the Texans' other win this year, there's only one right answer, and it's the game this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. For real or Fugazi? For real by far. That would be, number one, a great deal for the Texans. It wouldn't screw up the first pick. But think about the Cowboys fans, how devastated they would be. They're trying to stay close to Philadelphia. They got a big game on Christmas Eve. They're probably going to play three times this year. And if they were to lose to the Texans when they're such decisive favorites, it would be the worst loss since since 2002, <laughs> first game of the season. John, I, I, I agree with you, but let me caveat one of them. Because the five games left are Cowboys, Chiefs, and then the three divisional uh, opponents, Titans, Jags, Colts. I would say Jags, and here's why. Because I noticed this last time the Texans and the Jags played. It might have been actually, it might have been that game or it might have been some other game where one team is having dominance over the other. But let's say, you know, back when the Patriots were beating the Jets, you know, seven years in a row, both games in the streak is like 14 times the Patriots. And they show that graphic where the longest winning streaks of one team over another team in the NFL, like current streaks. And the first one is always like in the last year, it's been like a New England streak and then maybe like a Green Bay over Chicago or something like that. And then the third or fourth one right now is always the Texans over the Jags. And it's the most random, beautiful thing ever, because typically if you have a long winning streak over some other team, it means you're generally probably a good team, a dominant team. And the Texans stink. And it's hilarious to see that streak graphic put up there with those other ones. So I would pick Jags because I don't want that graphic to go away. I need that graphic to live on forever and ever and ever. Sean, you are the only person who gives a rat's ass about that Jackson. You're damn right, John. And if you ask anybody, they would say the Cowboys, even if they just got here from another planet like Uranus, okay. then uh, they would say the Cowboys and the Jaguars. You know, that to me would be the ultimate insult. You beat them 13-6 because the defense yes. played really well. But, man, oh, man, if they were to 
beat the Cowboys. You could stick it to all those Cowboy fans in Houston. Okay. All right. Well, let me do this. Uh, let, let's keep it for real or fugazi. Don't get personal, John. You ask anybody, it would be the Cowboys. Am I a nobody? I just said Jags, John. <laughs> You're um, the only one. <laughs> uh, Hannah McNair turning her back on Deshaun Watson was downright rude. For real or fugazi? Fugazi. That's the best move anybody on this team has made this season. It's gotten a lot of publicity, positive, locally, nationally. Um, Albert Breer was on the sideline. Don't know why, because media is not supposed to be down there, but he was, and other than uh, TV cameras. But anyway, he, he shot it. It showed it. Clear as day. A lot of people talked about it around the country. That was that was a great move by Hannah McNair. I agree. I I already thought she was pretty cool. She went up a few more cool points in my book with that with that maneuver. Um, John, speaking of uh, speaking of Deshaun, Jacoby Brissett gives Cleveland the better chance to win football games between now and the end of the season. For real or fugazi? For real, because he's been there all along. He knows the offense. He knows the teammates. He's been at practice every day. Now Watson has been at practice. You know, but you can't replicate in practice what happens during a game. And even if he just gets a little better against Cincinnati and a little better against Baltimore, that schedule's tough. Yeah. And I would think the Browns, with their running game and a defense that should be better, that's been a disappointment, they would have a chance to pull some upsets against everybody but uh, Cincinnati if Brissett was the quarterback like they did when they beat Tampa Bay in overtime. All right, next one, John. Jason LaCanfora reports that Nick Casario is not on nearly as stable a ground as he was previously. For real or Fugazi? Fugazi. You know, if uh, no LaCanfora reports it, it's going to come true. But Fugazi, I'm going to repeat it. Fugazi. Now, people say, well, you said that about Lovey Smith, and I did. But I tell them, read my column in Gallery Sports where I lay it all out. Can you imagine the stupidity of firing a general manager two years into a six-year contract? The only reason they would do something like that is if they just threw up their hands and they're tired of the whole show and just starting over. But that's just what they did less than two years ago. Nick has been far from perfect. And I think Nick would admit he's been far from perfect. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm leading to something here. John, uh, he he's he's been far from perfect. There's no question about that. Um, I, I you know the two head coaching hires. People, a lot of people stand on the whole. You just on principle shouldn't be allowed to hire a third head coach. I don't think this is a normal situation, and I don't think either of these head coaching hires have been normal by any means. Um, and I don't know what the pool of candidates has looked like for either of these go rounds with the hiring cycle. This is a more attractive job now with the draft capital, first pick in the draft, cap space finally, Easterby out of the building, all of those things. For me, just in thinking it through today, I was just thinking about this. It boils down to the the biggest ask that Nick Casario had from the Texans was somehow navigating this Deshaun Watson situation, which is unprecedented. It, it, it was It's unprecedented for a quarterback to ask for a trade the day that the guy gets hired as general manager, let alone then have to navigate these legal waters that Deshaun was in. I think everybody, not everybody, but I think the consensus is that Nick did a good job with that trade, the way he handled it, the way he managed it. He would, he did not have leverage in that situation because of the no trade clause. He still got three first round picks. I think on principle, you have to let him use at least two of those first round picks that he got in that trade 
before you can cut him loose. You know, like you, you've got to let him see the hardest thing he did through at least until two thirds of the way through it. Yeah, he got Damian Pierce in there trade. Yep, been there. He's been their second best offensive player to Laramie Tunsil. And um, the thing about him, the first pick, and I point all this out in this column that that they hired was David Cully. That was driven by from the get go by um, uh, Jack Easterby because mm-hmm. Easterby wanted somebody to be a placeholder for McCown, whether it was one year or two years, and there's no way was going to last guy'd never been a coordinator so he wanted him to go in there and he and then for i don't know how mccown must be a really impressive talker he must be very convincing and then casario was going to go along with it and then they then i think it's probably hannah mcnair that had him pull back reanalyze the situation and then they they settled on lovey as a compromised candidate and how long Lovey stays here depends on if they how much improvement they show. And they haven't shown any. They've been worse. And that's why he's going to get fired. And so I think the McNair should tell Nick, okay, you hire the coach. You get the candidates. We'll sit in on the interviews. But it's your baby, and we'll sign off on it like we do everything. And then you draft the quarterback. And if it works, great. You'll be here forever. And if it doesn't, you'll be gone. That's about as fair as you can get. And I think Nick would live with that, obviously. All right, Um, John, real quick, as you and I are doing this, uh, breaking news, the St. Louis Cardinals have signed Wilson Contreras. Um, So thought to be a target of the Astros. Uh, Martin Maldonado getting a little emo on Instagram and not really saying why. Uh, I think some people are speculating maybe the pursuit of Contreras was part of that. But uh, if you are someone who did not want the Astros to sign Contreras, uh, then today is your day because he signs with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, we knew he was going to replace Yadier Molina, and uh, they're going to, I think, re-sign Christian Vasquez. That's mm-hmm. what I've been saying for The Astros today is yeah. who you're talking about? Yeah, and I would yeah. love to have seen Contreras here and roll that you pointed out. He could be rotating catcher, and he could rotate at DH. Yeah. But uh, he wants to be a full-time catcher. He's being paid to be a full-time catcher. I don't know why, as long as you get the money. And and Martin Maldonado posted that after Dusty Baker said at the winter meetings that they were that they this was was it yesterday or the day before a couple of days ago and yeah that he said that and he talked about Contreras which surprised all the local media and he would come out and then he put it out there. And I think that he and Vasquez have a really good relationship about the way they handle those duties. And I'm guessing since Martin Maldonado is going to be 37 during the season, that Vasquez probably thinking, okay, I'll be, I'll rotate. Martin can do most of the duties and I will, I will uh, be the start of the next year when he would turn 38 because when they acquired Vasquez, he was batting cleanup for yeah. the Red Sox and hitting almost 290, and hopefully they can get that kind of performance out of him again. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that's what it is. I, I had heard that they were back in on Vasquez, John. You bring back Vasquez. I know they want to bring back Brantley. It might be a total running back situation for the Astros, plus a, you know minus Verlander, plus Abreu. I, my hope is that whatever that money they had earmarked for Verlander, you know, Vasquez is not going to be a high ticket item, probably six, seven million dollars a year is, would be my guess. Brantley ain't getting the 16 that he was getting when he was healthy and making the all star team. Um, so there's still a, a, another, you know, 20 or so worth of dry powder. My hope is that they get one of the younger guys that are entering arbitration or are in arbitration years locked up 
probably Tucker or Fromber would be the two that would be what well, Tucker they've tried to already and he's just said no. Um, but I'm I'm hoping they use that Verlander money on something, you know. I'm hoping it is a center fielder because if they're going to play um, Jordan Alvarez in left field a lot, they're going to need a center fielder and cover a lot of ground. And even yeah. though Brandon Nemo from the Mets is, they say, a better left fielder, he can play center fielder. He's a leadoff hitter. He can get on. They don't need a leadoff hitter. But I'd like to see him get another bat in the outfield because Brantley, it's pretty obvious he's going to be a DH most of the time. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll rotate with Alvarez in left field. But bringing back Brantley and uh, Vasquez, when you've lost your ace, to me, you got to get somebody that can give them another bat, not have all these automatic outs at the bottom of the order. Yeah. The staff should be really good, but he has said he keep crane keeps talking about bats, not one, but two. Yeah. And you got to bring you. Hopefully he'll still get another outfielder who can hit. I'd love to see him. And I've said this for months on this trade for Brian Reynolds, the Pirates center fielder who wants to be traded is under control for three years. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Um, that said, for real or Fugazi, the Astros still the favorites, along with the Dodgers, to win the World Series at six to one. Even after the Verlander uh, signing with the Mets, the Judge signing with the Yankees, um, the Astros, as of this moment, still sitting as co-favorites to win the World Series at six to one with the Dodgers, and they should be for real or Fugazi. For real, they should be. And yeah. uh, the Dodgers won during the pandemic. Good for them. You know, they always spend the most money. They still got deals to make. And, uh, I, you know, they were embarrassed at what happened to them in the playoffs. And I'm glad Aaron Judge returned to the Yankees. That way the Astros can beat them again and make it, give them 360 million reasons that they're going to be devastated another year because Aaron Judge couldn't help him get over the top before. Just because he's making $4,800 a minute doesn't mean he's going to help him get over the top now. All right, John, last one. For real or Fugazi, Kirstie Alley passed away this week at the age of 71. For real or Fugazi, the Kirstie Alley era of Cheers was better than the Shelley Long era of Cheers. Oh, that was for real. You only gave me one Fugazi. I thought Shelly Long left thinking she's going to make it big in movies. She did not. Yeah, I can't remember if she stayed five years in Hollywood. If you're with a show for five years, you get incredible residuals. But when Allie came in there, she made the show better. Mm. And uh, she lasted a long time. I thought... I thought she was fantastic, and I liked Shelly Long, but I was mad when she left, mm. and I was glad she didn't make it big. Okay. Yeah, I did only give you one Fugazi. I'll be honest, John. I thought you would kind of – because I, I try to set these up so that they get split be, between For Real and Fugazi, and I think the audience likes it when you fire off the you – know, go ahead and give them one here, John. I, I think they like when you say Fugazi. Go ahead, give us one here. Well, give, I apologize. That I just give us one. Just say it one time. So, so I'll just say the truth. Fugazi. There you go. See, people Fugazi. like when you. But I thought I I had that Fugazi. one. I had that one Game set up. Game. <laughs> I practice my Game of Thrones because I go to O'Connor Sports Bar to watch soccer. We're going Friday and Saturday to watch yeah. the matches, 
and they have there's a lot of people come in from Great Britain because they are Liverpool's sports bar during Premier League season. And two guys that I talk to the most, one's from Scotland and one's from Ireland, and I listen to the one from Scotland. Carol can't tell the difference, and I can, and I think it's coming. I told her, well, if you'd have watched Game of Thrones, you would have known it. <laughs> The game, game, the game of thrones. <laughs> I thought for sure you'd have said the Shelley Long era was better. I thought you might be a little old school that way. A little Sam and Diane action, John. I was you, mad at her when she left, and so yeah. I never had any use for her after that. They did a pretty good job on that show. Seth and I were talking about this yesterday when the news came out about Kirstie Alley. Um, they did. When you think about it, they had three iconic characters on that show. If I can, if I'm thinking of this, well, no. They so two, they replaced Diane with Kirstie Alley and were, you know kept humming along. They replaced Coach with Woody. Remember Coach Woody Harrelson made him even better. I and it made it and 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 who'd have thought Woody Harrelson would have become the breakout star from that show too? I only wouldn't have been Ted Danson. I tell you, when I found out Ted Danson wore a rug, I was devastated. Yeah, it's and they like found... finding out there's no Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, and they and they they uh, they had it as a storyline on the show. Remember, they they <laughs> they had him remove it on the show. I think it was on the season or the series finale. I think they had him do that. Yeah, that was that was wild. But yeah, like but Woody Harrelson. I mean, John, you're a Hollywood aficionado. Hell, you're a star yourself. You have an IMDb profile. Um, it's not accurate and up to date. I Woody Harrelson, John, one of you, there, there's two of them, and one of them has a black dude as the guy who's you. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> My favorite Woody Harrelson, and I like a lot of things Woody Harrelson yeah. has been in, but the, the True Confessions, what is that? what was it called on HBO? With him and Matthew McConaughey when they oh the yeah I know what you're talking about I and Ale- Alexandra Daddario yeah uh, they had a sex scene with her and Woody in which she just he was on a sofa and she went over there and straddled him and and uh, I thought Woody Harrelson has got to be the luckiest guy on the face of the earth in that moment no doubt about it.